Hello, and welcome to Resolve, an afterplay show. This is an after show for a role-playing game that does not have an actual play. We will tell you all the details of our game, so you'll have to listen to it. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'll be your host. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Assyria Amoli, the Deep Sea Mermaid. Joining me today is my wonderful co-host, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I play Moogle Avatar of Alexander Smog. Both of us use he, him pronouns. We are joined today by Dee. Hello, I'm Dee, and you can use any pronouns except for it. And I play Geyser, who may or may not be a clown. We are also joined by Zach. Hi, I'm Zach. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Tao, the digital singer who uses they, them. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Now that we're all here, Alex, why don't you tell us about the actual play? Previously in a feat, World Core defeats Shred before Snare rushes into the convenience store. Shred tells them a bit about the pagoda leader with a refined fashion sense who beat him. World Core relaxes the carnival. Smog begins designing clothes for the band's fight against the pagoda leader. Assyri and Tao ride the Ferris wheel. Pony wins earmuffs at a cup toss game with panache. At the demolished stall, Geyser transforms into a hyper-bass flute and sets up a water blaster game. Tao, Pony, and Symphonius play the game, but Geyser tosses a rock at Symphonius when he wins. After a series heals Symphonius and reunites him with a strange spherical bobble, he challenges the group to a musical battle. In the battle, a series summons a dolphin and Smog copies Symphonius's bobble to get a drum set. Worldcore wins, albeit narrowly. Alright, so now that you've heard the actual play, let's do a deep dive into the session. Surf up, everybody! We beat a gym leader! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we have to go back and see if we get a badge. You're right. We didn't get any money either, but I guess we got more points. Yeah, points are money. Points (laughs) equal money in this society. Points are their money. So if I shake somebody really violently, will their points fall out of the sound cloud in front of me? You can literally pay someone with exposure. (laughs) that's kind of nice because it's literally your work getting turned into the work that other people are doing but that could be completely busted if like the world's biggest toy manufacturer becomes the leading musician by merit of everyone buying their toys yeah when you try to factor in capitalism the system kind of falls apart but as far as making a reason to have yeah you got enough money from winning this battle to go buy some stuff from the shop without actually having people we beat like venmo us (laughs) (laughs) yeah interstitial is not set up for a financial bank check game i don't really want to spend time managing bank accounts here (laughs) (laughs) yeah very much not what the system's really meant for but fun to play around with Yeah, not even is there no concept of money. There's barely a concept of items. I have a move that talks about an item, but that's still mostly narrative. It's not like I keep track of it. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, like, storage either. Yeah. Like, inventory management. It's really we're getting into the story, which is fun. But if I wanted to do all that stuff, I guess we do like a farm simulator or something like that. <laughs> I hope the next world is our farm simulator world. Ooh. 
Yeah, that could be the, like, meadow-smelling world. <laughs> Would Pony want to work on a farm? Farmville. <laughs> Probably not. Although, Pony might appreciate it after seeing some of the fresh produce. Maybe it would be something where she could be a hero, like a Plants vs. Zombies. Oh my god. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I like that. I love Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> I purposefully didn't go over a lot of the hard details of the fights in the summary, because I think we'll get into it here. If you'll recall, last time Smog did summon the battle round, the dance floor, Dan was like, oh, this is the first time one of you has issued a challenge. What does it look like? What are you making? And I was like, well, Zach and I have been playing a bunch of theat rhythm, so it looks kind of like a child made a stage, or there's like a chibi version of a stage that's popped up on our side. And Dan went on to be like, well, Tread's got kind of like a beach and an ocean appearing behind him. That's cute for like, Smog. It would make sense for him to have a small dance floor to bust mm-hmm. a move. <laughs> <laughs> Bust a Moogle. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds violent, though. <laughs> Can Smog break dance is the question on everybody's mind. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but the flying thing kind of lends itself to that, right? Because you can massively decrease the friction between yourself and, like, the ground. <laughs> Has Smog mastered the dancer class? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this Smog can break dance, but I think Smog could definitely find a version of himself to summon that can break dance. Oh no. I'm just imagining the voice. You got served. <laughs> I really like Shred as a character. Shred's great. He's just like, God, dude. <laughs> That was a very fun fight. I appreciated how tubular it was. <laughs> totally tubular. Totally, totally tubular. Dude. With the tide running in and out every time Shreds launched an attack, I thought that was a fun style. Mm-hmm. Literally shredding the waves, but also shredding the guitar that Shreds is, because he is a guitar. Yeah, I love the little detail of when he was charging up for his big wave attack. The tide went out super far. Like, oh, I, I see what you're doing. Got to get ready for that. Although I do like how it was actual water instead of like the weird sound wave water that's outside. <laughs> I didn't really think about that. I assumed that it was the weird sound wave water, but we just weren't underwater for long enough to have to deal with it. He did use the same weird red aura powers that other people have been using to mm-hmm. activate some of this. So we can assume that he's been hurting himself to make his music better. Yeah, one point right at the end, of tracking that, like, he's done that three times already. I could probably hit him and he would go down and then we would win the fight. <laughs> but at that point, we were already so close to winning anyways. <laughs> so... Figured probably wasn't worth it. If we killed somebody else, Asiri would be distraught, so thank you for your discretion. <laughs> would Snare have anything to say about that if you ran in and Shred was straight up dead? On the <laughs> I don't floor? know. I don't want to find out. <laughs> Let's not kill people, guys. <laughs> guys, that kills people. <laughs> I love how Asiri's so committed to the preservation of life when necessary. Not that she won't ever kill, 
the cycles and eating is a part of that and things die. So I'm not trying to imply that she's on the level of like a Jane or something, but don't do that, please. <laughs> Leave me alive, people, that way. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a time and place and a purpose for these actions, and wanton killing is not one of those things she subscribes to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you probably also shouldn't be draining your own life force to power up your music. Do you think that's something everybody here can do, or is that just a gimmick of this particular area? I assume that's something everyone here can do going meta for a bit i think dan did mention that that's his way to get around the npcs not having links to spend to try to re-roll against us is they're damaging themselves instead of spending links mechanically i figure that's something that anyone here could do hurt themselves to put more of themselves into the music which is a whole other allegory that's deep dude <laughs> I'm 14 and this is deep. (laughs) (laughs) Jumping ahead a little bit, I wonder if it has anything to do with these instrument orbs that have been popping out of people. And now that we have one, if we could do some sort of special move by harming ourselves in the middle of a fight. I think the discarded has a move like that. I don't have it yet. There's a chosen one move. You get a middling result on the dice. You can take damage to bump it up to a full yeah, success. Yeah, I think it's Grass Blade. And that's often a consequence of getting a middling result is to succeed, you must take some harm. So yeah. not out of the question. It would be easy to do that too, considering just how powerful cast magic is. And also, if Siri has the heal move when she makes links, I've typically played games very cautious when it comes to my health bar part of me feels very attached to my characters so i'm like i don't want them to die right funnily enough i haven't played any systems where you're expected to change characters frequently or die often or like it's something that you should expect to happen at least not the campaign because i think the vampire it's a lot more threatening right yeah yep i could absolutely have killed you but i opted not to several times (laughs) (laughs) i definitely played characters that not in a literal sense but like the colloquial sense had a death wish yeah we're trailing after trouble in all the wrong ways and especially in one shots i feel like that's pretty fun to do is like put that character's life on the line so you're never going to come back to them if they die anyway true and one of the nice things about interstitial is and i don't know about other power by the apocalypse engine games because i've never played any other ones death isn't the only option when you fill your harm clock you could lose your memory owe somebody a favor some other things as well mm. mm-hmm. and i have even more options with that because i have one of the dark moves three-stage fight and if you get a middling success on that yes you're still alive but you only get to choose two from a list of options and your light motif changes slightly (laughs) (laughs) it reprises in a minor key (laughs) speaking of part of that fight was tau going along with sort of the the rpg music theme and starting to latin chant right yes uh that was Tao going along with Smog's introduction of the more RPG theater rhythm going into a full one-winged angel Latin chanting, and then later a Siri coming in on top with, with the high-pitched wailing over it. 
very good. I like how we turn this like surf rock fight into Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, with the tide powers, one of the more special abilities was hitting three of us at once. There were only three of us participating in the fight this time. Geyser decided to stick it out. Pony seems to be uninterested in doing more music in general. But we all had to defend, and I think we all managed to, and that was the killing blow was those going back to him, right? Yeah, like Asiri co-opted the wave and was just like, nope, (laughs) slap. (laughs) Asiri's like, I'm a fish, and you're going to send water at me? Come on, you got to do better than that. (laughs) Didn't you send, like, a wave of fish back at him? Yeah, I filled it with creatures of the deep, giving you creep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very Sammy-coded in general. (laughs) (laughs) Explain, please. (laughs) No, like, if you, Sammy, were in a video game, and, like, one of your moves was just sending a wall of deep-sea creatures at people, I was like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, that is something Sammy would do. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that. I can't argue. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I know him. He's me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I bowed out of that fight mostly because I didn't find Shred an interesting person to antagonize. And I kind of wanted to see how everyone would do in the fight, sit back and observe for a second. But if I had thought about it, because the way some of the mechanics go, you have multiple chances to defend against or like issue And then there's also like a stat boost on a move when you harmonize. And so I think plus four is better than plus three. (laughs) Yeah. If I had thought about it, I would have joined in just to make the fight a little easier for the party. But I wasn't thinking about that. The geyser doesn't want to fight this guy. He's just like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) The wild thing is that comparing the two fights, I guess maybe just how the roles worked out. Maybe Shred was rolling ass the whole time. Um, (laughs) The Synthphonious fight was a lot harder, even though we had that one more person that added a boost to most of our roles and to the action economy. Yes. I think that might be because Synthphonious was not a four-on-one, it was a four-on-three. He did have not only himself, but the two digital hands, one on the drums, one on... It was a keyboard. Yeah. But he did have his two little helpers assisting in the fight, so it wasn't just one target. Yeah, I do have to question how the Shred fight would have gone differently if Snare had gotten there or joined mid-fight or something. Yeah, maybe he would have had more challenges similar to later on when there were more people against us. Uh, more of a health pool so that Shred wouldn't have to worry as much if he got knocked out using his last harm to, yeah. <laughs> to play better. Dan definitely made me feel good about rushing to the convenience store. Yeah. <laughs> I like how willing Shred was to fight in the convenience store, knowing that he was going to have to clean up this mess later anyway. Is <laughs> there even offered help? And he was like, no, that's my job. <laughs> I actually love cleaning. <laughs> but I love how he got defeated and he's like, oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to ask him how he became the leader of the area. What do I have here? I became the leader because I beat everyone in music battles. <laughs> what? I mean, enough. It, yeah, that's valid. <laughs> that makes sense. No ambition, no. 
<laughs> no underlying secret skill or scheme, just a sweet guitar and a beach man. Pure talent. Just like better than a lot of people, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just go with the flow and just take my time with the rhythm, you know? Shaw. Shaw. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Dan's voices and his impressions between this one and the crabs from The Last <laughs> World. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before and I'll say it again half my time with Dan is convincing him to do stupid voices <laughs> <laughs> it's just really fun and adds an engaging touch to role playing it's part of what makes it oh I want to keep doing this it's like you run into things that you don't expect or people that you don't expect I feel like everyone who's GM'd for a little bit and has forced themselves to do voices because it gets too boring Mm-hmm. has a moment where they're like, should I be voice acting? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of people have talents for things that could be professional, but there's also the fear that now I do this for money and it's no longer a joy. It's an obligation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Big mood. <laughs> Biggest mood ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a lot of effort for something that might only be a part-time or once-in-a-while job. Mm. We tried to poke Shred for some more information about other things going on here. And we did learn a little bit about the scale that is our next area of attack. And that it's shaped like a pagoda, and the people there are really stylish. Mm-hmm. Really technical. What did I miss here, Dan, saying at that point? Because it changed what their style was. Ornate, and I said something like, obstinate? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they became punky. So now they're like goth in both senses. <laughs> it's just me. I, I'm the leader of the scale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious to see what Dan means by like technical and precise. So I'm very intrigued by what musical styling they will have because we go from something as, I'm not going to say beat track isn't precise because it has its precision, but it's more flowy, more rhythmic. Right. Is this going to be like symphonic band levels of technical? That's what I assumed. The goth and symphonic band, also me. So, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to think how we get that punky element without instruments we've already mentioned. If Dan's going to take that into consideration now that things shifted a little bit. Strange instrumentation, more than likely. I want somebody to be playing an anvil, which is an instrument. We need to fight a theremin at some point. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. That would be great. <laughs> The literal acne drop yes. on the head. I've performed a suite where an anvil is one of the required percussion instruments. Really? <laughs> yes. It's called the blacksmith suite, fittingly. Nice. So it's just ping. Mm-hmm. There's also a song called the typewriter where one of the instruments is somebody typing on a typewriter. Hmm. That's music. If it makes a sound and it hits your ears nice, <laughs> then that's what it is. Let's go to stomp. Yeah. Mayonnaise is an instrument. Oh, gosh. Uh, the jury's still out on that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at the SoundCloud, of course, we saw that our rank had risen. We're up in the 60s now, and Tau saw Stradivarius at the top. Because of course it is. Mm, of course. Because it's, of course, the world's quote-unquote best violin mm-hmm. for some reason, even though science has found no discernible difference between that and every <laughs> other violin made. You know, it's just a prestige. Dan is not being coy here with anything. God. <laughs> <laughs> we also asked him about Symphonius, and he knew next to nothing about 
Yeah, we assumed that was kind of a big name because he had a beef with a former leader of the charts, but I guess it's not that big of a name. By that point, Euphara had fallen so much that it just was easy pickings for mm. Symphonius, and Symphonius is just running around being a moron in the wastelands as we go. I don't know. Asiri <laughs> mm-hmm. has a slight beef with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to this man. I'm sorry you're as dumb as a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Once we relieve shreds of his duty and he goes about picking up his shop and putting it back together, we go explore the carnival. It's time to have funsies. Tao takes a Siri onto a Ferris wheel for the first time ever. Yes. Siri seemed interested in these carnivore rides, as she called them. how figured why not show around the place this is probably the biggest attraction around here the ferris wheel and siri did not particularly enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) it was very cute sammy enjoyed this i don't think a siri did because it was much too tiny in fact so tiny she felt crushed (laughs) i also got the vibe that she didn't think it was practical like why would you go up in this if you're a person who can fly or hover or something. I struggle sometimes because the energy expenditure for a series is much more like, hey, practical, let's do it, let them recover, be done. Predator cycles, mm-hmm. easy things, eat your meal and then sleep all day, my favorite thing. But builds an apparatus and just sit there and go around, it doesn't have much functional purpose for her, so she struggles to see what the enjoyment is. Plus she's 10 foot something and then squished into a tin can, essentially. <laughs> so... <laughs> not a very enjoyable experience oh i thought the idea was very cute and it reminded me someone posted this girl that rejected him and he showed up to her house on the the date with like a horse-drawn carriage and i thought oh my god that's so cute but she was like no i'm not fucking with that that's like (laughs) that's weird as hell (laughs) you know (laughs) right idea wrong person I just think Isiri was the wrong person yeah. <laughs> for the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Although I did enjoy that because Tao's like, hey, we haven't really talked a lot about us and like where we come from. That was a fun scene. Mm-hmm. I love babbling as Asiri. Yeah, that was fun. Because I think at that point, Asiri had already said she wasn't really into the Ferris wheel and we were like a quarter of the way around. So Tao was <laughs> trying to fill time. It ended up being a cute scene of a Siri talking to Tao about her home world. Does Tao want to visit? Yeah, Tao would be up for visiting. Although I still don't think Tao's really been underwater without any sort of apparatus protecting them. I still am not sure how they would handle water. <laughs> how would they handle the sound? The sound? The sound water. Oh, the sound water, they, I don't know, would probably blue screen. Overloaded <laughs> <laughs> input. <laughs> Either that or they'd actually be able to translate it into something. (laughs) As that was going on, we then cut over to Pony playing a rigged game here at the carnival. But you know how you beat rigged games is you overpower them. You blow up the entire stand (laughs) with your magic. (laughs) Every time Pony does an action, it has explosive consequences, and I'm here for it. So good. I legit felt pride is geyser <laughs> in character hearing the explosion and seeing pony 
And I remember when um, Carolyn was describing, I have the ball in my mouth and I'm just going like, to whip my neck and just throw it very hard. That's some geyser type shit. If I had thought about it, I would have been like, wait, wait, but that's not really an interaction. That's an observation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you win that game if you explode and shatter the bottles instead of knocking them down? I mean, mm. they're technically not on the table anymore if they're not there <laughs> i feel like if the base is still there you didn't actually do it you have to make sure the base is off the, the bottom which doesn't work if they're glued i guess so if you blow up the table then you win by default <laughs> yes <Right. laughs> so the real win is setting fire to the ball and getting some oil on the table and then setting fire to the table so mm. collapses mm. But making sure you don't hurt the carny running the game, because then that's a disqualifier. Well, then they can't hand you the prize after. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a disqualifier. (laughs) (laughs) Dan and I went to Cedar Point, I think. They had one of those ring toss games where you throw the ring onto the neck of the bottle, and of course it doesn't work. And they had a jigglypuff that was literally like five feet in diameter. It was gigantic. <laughs> I was like, can I just buy this from you? And they were like, no, you gotta win it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you do like big Pokemon plushies. I do. Especially jigglypuff. Enormous round Pokemon plush. Enormous round Pokemon are my weakness. <laughs> While Pony is playing the game, Geyser loses her mind and starts running around <laughs> up to the employees and is like just staring at them. <laughs> right. Geyser's scoping things out because this is the strange familiar. Geyser's dream world is literally a carnival. Fort Mount State, fun, fun, fun. This is the first time that Geyser's been forced into that sort of environment at all. Mm-hmm since she's entered quote unquote the real world imagine years later all of a sudden here's your job place and you're already a little nonsensical geyser stops thinking i'm with my team members and we're trying to find the core of this world and see what's going on and investigate and starts thinking i am a carnival worker and i have to do my job she's like you have to be an instrument to work here and you have to have a stall I asked everyone, what's just a ridiculous instrument? (laughs) (laughs) Which is my favorite question. (laughs) Yeah, Sammy was like a contrabass flute. Or like, what was it? Like a soprano trombone was the opposite of what you got. A piccolo trombone is like, it's a little (laughs) tiny little dude. But the thing I sent you that you fell in love with was the hyper bass flute. Which if you've never seen a hyper bass flute, please just Google one. A flute the size of PVC pipe and then twisted into a triangle for some fucking reason. It's the weirdest thing. It sounds really cool if you've ever heard one. Why? What possessed you to make this an instrument? It's like 10 feet of flute twisted around into a triangle so that it can actually fit in any playable position. It's wild. When you think of flute, you think high airy notes that are very sweet and pretty and lilting. The idea of a big one that's super deep. It is actually ridiculous. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to turn into that. Obviously, it's going to be rainbow because it's geyser. Gay pride. You have to do that. (laughs) I took over the stall that Pony exploded and set up a water gun game. Traditionally, since geyser has left the dream world, all of her games have party tricks 
it's a squirt gun game. You know, the ones in the carnivals where you shoot the target. I also made all of the horse race pieces look like pony. <laughs> I know the ploy there is supposed to be that the guns have different water pressure so that there's one that usually wins. But how do they control for like somebody figuring that out and winning prize? Are the prizes just not usually as big for that game? Or do they have a plant who goes there and sits at that one or Me? pretend that it's busted? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Because I've played those games before, and I feel like there's too many people coming up and around. And sometimes they can't even get people to come up and play at all. Because it's not really a fun game if it's only two people. Yeah. Though it wouldn't surprise me if they had a mechanism that changed the pressure for individual guns. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Real big brain shit. (laughs) D, let's open a carnival. (laughs) (laughs) I will do it for real. I will become the problems clown. <laughs> so some of the party joins to play Pony and Tao. And then Symphonius comes to play. And I think there's like a couple other carnival goers that we don't really mention. And we discussed for a second if anybody recognizes me. And then Sammy was like, well, and Tao has the locator. So we just know that you are there. <laughs> Right. They don't even call me out on it. They're just like, I guess we're playing the fucking game. Why did y'all yeah. do that? Like, no problem. <laughs> set up a cool game for us. Let's play it. <laughs> That's Siri <laughs> had no idea what the hell was going on. So she's like, oh, let me watch and learn something, I guess. <laughs> watch and learn. Honestly, while Siri and Tao were on the Ferris wheel, I was trying to think, what the hell do I have Smog do here? He's kind of made it seem like he doesn't enjoy amusement parks. It's like, I don't know, he could shoot the water blaster game. But then Pony did her thing. I was like, oh, do I really want to do another game thing? And by the time that you had come up with Geyser doing that, I had already settled on what I actually made Smog do. So I was like, I'm going to sit out of this one. I just ended up not doing the thing I thought of doing first. (laughs) Yeah, you were just on your phone, like, looking up stuff. I was doing some fashion design. I was either taking the party in uh, the appropriate direction for the area, like getting us some super goth outfits, or trying to antagonize the area explicitly and going incredibly normcore. <laughs> I just hate the phrase normcore. <laughs> what is normal, A, and then B, the entire idea of core as an aesthetic drives me nuts because you either follow the principles of the aesthetic and the alternative lifestyle that you're doing or you're just a poser i'm sorry i'm old (laughs) i feel like that's the point of normcore is to be super abrasive i am performing not being in a punk scene (laughs) is the performance of the thing that most people already accept (laughs) (laughs) you're a fraud (laughs) literally somebody listening to taylor swift (laughs) you're a fraud you're not a real swifty (laughs) (laughs) unironically gatekeeping the most popular (laughs) literally like oh you're not good enough to listen to the top 10 (laughs) you couldn't even name two moves from gangnam style (laughs) (laughs) oh man 
Pony and Tao start casting magic to boost their odds. Pony casts magic on the target itself so it stays pressed back, and Tao casts magic on, like, the water. Tao didn't cast magic on anything. Tao was just, like, playing the game normally. Pony was doing a bunch of casting magic to try to get ahead. And Tao was just like, oh, this is fun. Was it Symphonious then? There was more than one person acting on the machine. I honestly didn't take great notes about the specifics of the water blasting. (laughs) I think Pony did magic on the machine twice. Yeah, she did. Yeah. The big trick at the end is the horse that is about to win randomly goes into someone else's track and wins for them. (laughs) So it goes to Symphonius's track, who coincidentally was in last place. (laughs) (laughs) Symphonius is like very proud of himself and like, ha, I am superior. And then Geyser does her little tootie toot with her (laughs) bass and blasts Symphonius away. With a rock. <laughs> With a rock. Yeah. You say blast the Symphonius away. You just picked up a rock and threw it at his head. <laughs> at such velocity and force that it sent him flying about 50 yards back into the ocean. <laughs> Full on Team Rocket blasting off again. <laughs> the series just like, I don't know why I expected anything else. Let me go save this pathetic worm of a human instrument. Meanwhile, Tao's just sitting there like, I'm glad I didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he had enough time hanging that he could see Smog's eye and it's like, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> as he flew by yeah. yeah which is hilarious because especially tau considering how much bullshit i've gotten up to <laughs> when it was just me and tau around they should have known this is not gonna be like hey a nice game that's why <laughs> that's why i was confused nobody called me out for anything nobody said hey geyser why did you turn yourself into a flute and like take over a destroyed stall what is wrong with you? <laughs> That's not a normal thing to do. <laughs> the issue for Smog and Tao here is they understand that there's something video gamey about this world. Like they've caught on to the meta here, and it's harder to enforce the rules in a game that's already supposed to let you do whatever you need to. Right. Hmm. Asiri has no idea what the hell's going on, so she's just trying to roll with it. (laughs) Yeah, Asiri doesn't understand the rules of this world, so it's hard for her to be, like, trying to enforce anything, and, like, Pony's just another little menace. (laughs) Yeah, Tao especially is also a very non-confrontational being. (laughs) They'll just go along with things a lot of the time. (laughs) I have the move that mixes strike with intent and strike to subdue lists. I decided to force a change of location and take something, even though I used strike with intent because I literally threw a rock at this guy. He went sailing away and his little instrument bobble glass sphere yeah. popped out of him and I picked it up and then I just started doing my deep notes again. Just <laughs> and everyone's just like what the fuck (laughs) yeah Siri meanwhile is like alright let me pull this guy out of the water make sure they're okay and they start talking to Symphonius and Symphonius is like I feel bad and the series like you're you're not injured anymore I healed you did that weird orb of music pop out of you and he was like what (laughs) 
Well, we go back to go find it, and of course, Geyser is about to baseball chuck it <laughs> at Symphonius's head again. <laughs> I just chose that option because it was funny, and I wasn't expecting Dan to choose something that feels integral. I expected him to say, oh, his hat flew off and now you have his hat. Geyser doesn't know what this shit is. She, he doesn't want it. So she was just going to give it back to him. I did give Symphonius an actual prize, the points that I collected from everyone to play. <laughs> he did earn something for his troubles. <laughs> I suppose. Symphonius does not believe Geyser that she doesn't want his bobble. I wouldn't believe Geyser either, but what is she going to do with this? Like, she literally does not care. That's why she was going to throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point, he'd figured out who we were. Assyria dropped our band name, and he'd already cast us as villains in his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun exchange between me and Dan. <laughs> <laughs> because like a serious trying so desperately to not have this guy who's just been injured just been like absolutely thrown around by geyser and it's just like clearly a no mental state to be dealing with all of us and she's just trying to convince him. this guy is very clearly the hero archetype like oh i'm the protagonist of the story i'm the hero i'm gonna save everything defeat all the evildoers and i'm gonna throw my cape around dramatically and then serious like what is wrong with you why aren't you listening to me you are not making any sense <laughs> main character syndrome main character syndrome Siri doesn't know how to handle that because that doesn't exist serious <laughs> full-on just talk it solves all your problems just talk and he's like no fight you don't want to fight me (laughs) i don't want peace i want problems always (laughs) and you know what he was right to fight us (laughs) i disagree i rolled pretty damn well (laughs) we were teetering on the edge of loss there we were now we could have thrown more links at it as players if we wanted to but given that this was not necessarily going to get us in with the right people, would we have? Would it be fine to sacrifice some ranking to just get it on and not have to deal with Symphonius anymore? Who knows? No, I want to deal with Symphonius. Like, because Sammy, me, loves them because it's so fucking funny. A Siri mm-hmm. driving them up a fucking riverbank. Terrible. <laughs> I also like how in this conversation, the series like, why don't you come join us? Why don't you hang out and we can work together on whatever problem you want solved? And he's just like, no, you're evil. I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. Give me 200 points. (laughs) 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 And the series like, all right, do you not want to go to the scale? We could go back to eight though. And he's like, like, where do you live? What's going on? He's like, I'm homeless. (laughs) I am hopeless. I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, all of this is Geyser's fault. So <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if everyone's just like, you bitch. <laughs> Why did you do this to us? But everyone just goes, I guess we're fighting now. <laughs> Smog has this thing with his class where he gets a little information ahead of time anytime he enters the world. So he knew that we were going to run into Symphonius a lot. And through understanding how games work, probably figured like, oh, this is our rival. That's why we see this man several times. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to fight him and didn't mind that much. But it was also like, oh, I see a series talking with them, like trying to get on. So maybe she's trying to get him to join us instead of fighting him. And that could be a better way to handle it. Did not work out. Yeah, I'm going to try again once we meet up 
for the next session because I definitely want them on our side instead of having to repeatedly have to deal with this over and over again. <laughs> it's funny because like Symphonius jumping to conclusions all the time reminds me of the tuxedo mask meme. He's like, all right, my job here is done, <laughs> but you didn't do anything. <laughs> then you just see like the water <laughs> <laughs> like i'm going to kill you you're villains like no geyser's just not right <laughs> in this fight after we took a couple hits tau started okay if he's the hero maybe we play up being the villains and then we lose and like oh the power of friendship now we're on your side hero and then he doesn't fight us anymore <laughs> That didn't end up happening because we won. By the skin of our teeth. Just barely. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in this fight. We've alluded to it a little bit before, but Symphonius has extra hands summoned to play extra synth instruments. Siri summons a dolphin with glow bands to, yes. to help us. Yes. <laughs> Smog uses apparition, the move that can make an item from someone's memory getting some information from Symphonius about the instrument orbs and adds a synth drum to World Core's mix. Yeah, that last one was one of the biggest because it was an attack aimed at Tau, deflected by Asiri and Tau towards Smog to then let him use the power of Symphonius's own energy to create that drum. Right, that was the condition of apparitions that we needed something from one of the instruments. So as Smog, I was like, oh, we can just take the spark. And we did that convoluted maneuver to God. steal that. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely bonkers. Y'all are so big brained. <laughs> <laughs> Playing beach volleyball with rhythm and sound. Oh, Tabletop yeah. geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last attack and the name of the episode comes from Smog saying, I don't think this hero has ever met real villains, and then sampling the real villains and repeating it with the drum beat from the synth drum. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very good. Plus a series sperm whale blast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Geyser was there defending and doing things, but I don't have a lot of notes specifically about. I got like one hit in, but mostly I was trying to defend against challenges. You got, like, a sneak attack in while he was concerned with Smog replicating his power, right? Yeah. The person that got everybody in this fight did the least amount of fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Which is honestly kind of out of character, considering how previous high-stakes fights have gone in this campaign. It's usually like, the fight shows up on our laps and Geyser loses her shit. But this time, Geyser's like, hey, don't hit me, don't hit me, I'm just base. <laughs> Flute. I would argue that this wasn't as high-stakes, because again, we're not actually being intentionally injured in these fights, and yeah. if we lose, we just lose status, which is not the worst thing yeah, to lose. Right. This guy is attacking us, and I gave him back his orb. Didn't even ponder it. (laughs) (laughs) Mechanically, this fight was difficult for Geyser to participate. Symphonius issued a lot of challenges directly to Geyser before she could take action. 
I think my favorite part about this fight was Tao rewriting the history of this world in via rap lyrics. <laughs> I wasn't rewriting the history per se, just like taking what Synthonius had told us and spinning it into an epic tale about the hero. He said he found his powers out in the ocean, and Tao was like, ah, oh, the hero braved the mighty depth of the seas. <laughs> Now that I'm thinking about it, magic orbs that summon things might be a little tie for smog, like summon stones, magicite. Yeah. I also have to wonder, and maybe we can ask Symphonius about this next time, how much they rely on these orbs. Because he said he felt bad and like sick when it was separated from his body. He also seemed to have multiple of them, which is why he could summon the hands and play multiple instruments. So I wonder if that one was like his core. Oh. He needs to live. <laughs> it sucks, and Geyser shouldn't have done that. Again, I was not expecting for Dan to like give Geyser something that high of a value. Alright, was there anything you guys would have done differently? I kind of explained to the party behind the scenes, but I didn't explain my motivations in character. If I had been quicker on my feet, I feel like I could have worked in through dialogue what geyser was experiencing so that the other party members knew hey something's not right (laughs) something (laughs) something's like happening here but that's all i think it all worked out in the end and we got some silly moments in a in a good fight oh this is something that would have made sense for a series so that's why i didn't do it when i intercepted symphonius's little synth bubble what if I just held on to this? What would have happened then? But I don't think Asiri would have done that. That's the Sammy brain thinking. But would they have been weakened? Would they not have another instrument? Could we have used it? There's possibilities. The possibilities are endless. Just add Alfredo. You're right. Although vodka sauce unleashes the hidden flavors of the tomato. <laughs> Let's get into the resolution phase, the segment of the show where we each get to say something about the game with no responses. What is your final say on this session, Zach? Tao's got some big things brewing, so keep an eye out for that. I don't have social media to recommend anymore, so I will take Alex's thing and recommend a game I've been playing recently that we brought up earlier. Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm is a very good rhythm game RPG. Okay, what about you, D? Sometimes you just have to play the wrong instrument for the right game. You can find me at BackslarderD on Twitter and on Instagram as I had a cow LOL. That is also my PlayStation network tag. You can find me on there. I have a switch. We can exchange friend codes in game. Speaking of gaming. I implore you to play Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. The DLC Burning Shores just came out for Horizon Forbidden West, and it is really, really fun and cute. They somehow always find ways to improve some of the mechanics that I didn't even know needed improving. (laughs) I just played through that, and I really enjoyed it. I have not gotten around to it yet, but it's on the list. You're not supposed to react, gosh. <laughs> that's the thing you say earlier, not to your recommendations. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will give Gorilla all my money from now on because they're just, I don't know, it just scratches some like deep 
part in my brain like this is the good game to play they just need to not release their game right next to another (laughs) giant open world game yeah zelda elden ring zelda again like come on (laughs) laughing at the mouth for the new zelda game it's not even funny oh yes if Nintendo, like, blue balls me, I'm going to destroy them. I'm going to fly to Tokyo and absolutely take them down. <laughs> <laughs> what say you, Alex? I think my idea of normal might be shot, because for one of the Normcore outfits, I suggested a tube top and cargo pants. You can find me on Twitter at Shining Crobat. This week, I recommend The Party. It's kind of a campy sitcom about a group of Dungeons and Dragons players. One person is due to the group and is secretly using them for academic research. It shares a lot with much earlier series that I think you should also check out. One is The Guild that is more about MMORPG players. And then there's LARPs the series, which actually has a similar subplot going on to that main plot of the party, but with LARPers. So really the party, but also these other things that are a bit older and I really like. And for myself, I have the sensation there's a storm of brewing on the horizon, so we're just going to see where the wake takes us. You can find me under that moss-covered rock on the north side of the trail. This has been Resolve, an afterplay show. You can find us online at most social media sites at Resolve AP. Except Instagram, which is at Resolve Afterplay. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. You can buy the game we're playing, Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, from its creator, Riley Hopkins, at linksmithgames.com. All links will be included in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening. We end our turn here, so now it's your turn. Tell us what's happening in your game. <laughs>